want to welcome back on uh, Lions legend, legendary NFL left tackle, Lions radio broadcaster, Mr. Lomas Brown. Lomas, your Lions, we got a big win on Sunday against Arizona. Season really has not been great, but what are you seeing from the team week in and week out? Man, the one thing they're going to do, Zach, they're going to fight you. They're going to fight you for 60 minutes. That's the one thing you can say about Dan Campbell, this coaching staff, is they have those guys ready to play, and they're going to come out. Now, it's just been the little things that have been killing the Lions all year long, penalties, turnovers, things like that have been stopping drives or you know, giving the opponents the ball in the red zone, the different things, you know, putting your defense on the short field. That's what's been hurting the Lions more than anything else. The effort, they're going to give it to you. And then the other thing is they're going to benefit in the long run because you're playing a lot of young guys. We're the second youngest team in the NFL right now. So you're getting a lot of guys, a lot of experience um, moving forward. So that's kind of the good thing going through a, a year where you, we're struggling the way we've been struggling. Yeah, no, because Panay Sewell has been great. Golf, yes. I think, has been better than people expected, even though he was struggling a little bit out the gate. Uh, I know he's on the code as we're talking about this. Tim Boyle, I think, if, if Goff can't play, would Brunel, Brunel's already there. Would he be a better option than Tim Boyle on Sunday? <laughs> you know what? That's a great question right there. And believe me, man, we, we, we've been disappointed in Tim. I mean, we thought, man, when we signed this guy, everybody thought we were getting not a clone of Aaron Rodgers, but we thought we might have been getting a, some of Aaron Rodgers' DNA, put it that way. A little when, wait a minute, for, for Tim Boyle? You, you saw it. Yeah, I mean, because the, and, and this is why it was that everybody talked about his mannerisms. Like, he, he, he looked just like Aaron Rodgers, how he walked up to the line of scrimmage, how he gets in the huddle how he commands guys. I, I mean, you could. Well, that's where the comparison you, ends. That was right it. That was, that was <laughs> it, man. Once the ball got in the hands and he released it, then you knew that wasn't Aaron Rodgers. Oh, this is, this is why he was available. This is why he yeah. was available. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it, it's been tough this year. And, you know, and Tim missed a lot, to his credit. He did miss a lot of the season with injuries. And when we did put him back in there, you know, he, again, he hadn't had much practice. So, you know, I could kind of understand that from the standpoint, but it's not where we thought it was going to be at. What about Panay Sewell? Obviously, you play left tackle with the franchise. He's killing it on the deep, on the offensive line. What do you like that you've seen out of him? He's a beast. I mean, the big fella got some quick feet. I mean, his he got good feet to be a guy over 300 pounds. Uh, he got a nasty streak to him. And he has real good technique. He really does to be a young guy, especially a young guy that missed his last year of football at Oregon. So really, this is his first, you know, first year of football and and close to about two years. And for him to come in and play the way he's played and then make the adjustments that he's had to make, moving from right tackle to left tackle, then moving back over to the right side. So I'm proud of the way he's played. Um, I already told him, man, I think he's going to be better than me. They, you know, they say how I, I was. I think this young fella guy, he has a real shot to be a lot better than I was. You can see that even in his first year? 
You can, because there's things that you look for. You look for the confidence level, too. You look to see if a guy loses any confidence throughout the year. Not, not to say he hadn't had a few tough games. He, he's had a couple of, of games where he's given up a sack or two and pressures and different things like that. But then you look to see how a guy bounces back. And that's the thing that has impressed me with him. He's never followed up with two bad games. You know, and you rarely see him have a lot of bad plays in the game. So those little things like that lets me know that he's only going to continue to get better. You know, that's it. He's only going to get better. He's not going to get worse. And if he's where he is right now as a rookie, he's going to be a real good player. Because even looking up and down the roster, they have some like, I don't know if you want to say cornerstones, but they have some, they got some, they got some guys, Swift, Hawkinson, yes. Ragnow. You got the kid yes. from Okuda. I know Okuda's been out all year, but he was, people were talking about him potentially going second last year. And they got some pieces. Aquara, I know they got a big contract, Romeo Aquara. Yes. And then yep. they get this pick coming up. Like people like Dan Gable has got this team. Like this doesn't feel like a two win team. No. And I'm going to throw out some names that you, Amani Orarie. I heard I about mean, him. They, they, he oh had a big game of the day. I heard about yes, him. Yes, man, Zach, I'm telling you, man, this dude is, he's going to be a cornerstone. You know, I think with him and Jeff Okuda, we could have two very good corners. And then you got guys like Derek Barnes. Uh, 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 rookie linebacker. Uh, you got guys uh, that that have just been stepping up. Mar Ross St. Brown. The He's been great. Receiver. I think it's yes. 26, 26 catches over the last three weeks. Exactly right. He's been fantastic to be a rookie. You know, so you're right. They have got, and then I talk, I could talk about the two guys on the defensive line, Levi Onzerike, and then you could talk about Aline McNeil, two guys that have played very well as rookies on the defensive line. So you're right. They got people in the right places too, Zach, and that's the other thing. Your middle linebacker, your safety, your interior defense alignment. You know, if you got those guys and you got good guys playing that position, that's only going to help your defense become better. And, of course, you know, like you talk about Panay Sewell on the uh, offensive line, you talk about Amar Ross, St. Brown. So we do. We have some pieces to work with. It's just got to keep, uh, keep uh, you know, helping those pieces to grow. And look, looking at uh, DeAndre Swift, obviously nobody's touching Barry Sanders. But out of Swift's first two years, where does he rank among what you've seen out of the best Lions running backs of all time? Well, I'll say this. He has some qualities that Barry have. I see some similar qualities. I can never say nobody's going to be better than Barry. I have to wash my mouth out with soap if I say that. So, But I, I see the one thing I see is his vision. He has very good vision, and that's what Barry had. Barry could set up blocks. Barry could see blocks before they happen, and that's the one thing I could see in DeAndre that he has. Um, and then the other thing is his ability to make certain moves, um, and we know how Barry was. Barry was the king of that, but DeAndre has a little of that in him too where he could stick his foot in the ground and go from one direction to another direction just like that. So those are two things that I really, really noticed about him that makes me say, wait a minute, now, wait, am I looking at number 20 or, you know? So that's about it. But it, it'll never be nobody greater than Barry Sanders. 
Were were you were you doing the um, broadcasting for the 0 16 season last time? Or no, I missed that. I missed. I'm so happy I missed that too. <laughs> from people that you know that were there that are still here now, can you tell there's a different vibe about both of these teams? Totally different. Now I went to some of the games, so it's it's it was a totally different vibe. You almost felt defeated before the game. When, you, when they were going through that 0-16 season. Like, you went out there and you knew they didn't have a chance. With this team, you give them an opportunity until they show you that they can't win or they're not going to win. So that's the biggest difference. When they go out on the field, you give them that opportunity. You know they have an opportunity to possibly win that game. 0-16, you knew they weren't going to win that game. So they went out there with that possibility that, yeah, they're pretty much going to lose this game. So that's what I like. I like this team because, again, like I tell you, it's gonna, they're going to play hard. You know, they're not going to always play smart. They are not always going to play clean. But you're going to get the effort. And you know if a player is going to give you effort, you could coach him up. You could definitely coach a player up that's going to give you effort. Because I remember early in the year, I'm pretty sure they signed um... – the hell's the guy's name? The receiver, the receiver, Tyrell Williams. And I was yes. like, okay, I was like, he's going to be the number one. They don't really have much on this roster. And then they cut him. And I'm really like, they're, what's going on here? Does maybe like they're trying to get guys that want to be there? Or is that, is that kind of like well, he was, he was more of an injury settlement, Tyrell okay. Williams was, because they put him on IR with a concussion early in the year. And it just seemed like that must have been a terrible concu- concussion. But yeah. we were in week nine. And he still hadn't come back. So I think Hills was more injury-related. Was it Perryman? They, Par- right. they had Perryman too, right? Now, they had Brett Perryman doing camp. They yeah. cut Brett doing camp. And he, again, with him, he got slowed down with injuries during camp. So he really couldn't showcase what he could do out there on the field. And, you know, some of these guys, you never heard of Trinity Benson. Uh, you got yeah. guys like Josh Reynolds who uh, – Oh, yeah, from the Rams. Golf. Yeah, they got him back. They played together, you know, with them. Tom Kennedy. So you got guys that you never heard of that, you know, that Jared uh, Jared is dealing with and trying to make it a formidable receiving group. Have you talked to uh, Craig Reynolds? I know he's been fantastic past two weeks. Talking about Netflix. I love Netflix. Why do you you call him that? That's his nickname. They call him Netflix because that's what he was at home doing when he got released. That's what he was at home doing. He said he would watch Netflix all day, every day. So he just kind of came with the that's, – that's his new nickname around here is Netflix. That dude there, man, I don't know what teams didn't see in him. He's a big guy. He's bigger than you think he is. The guy has speed, another guy that can set up blocks. And I love the way he runs the ball, man. He's running always running forward. So even when you hit this guy, he's always moving forward. So I, I I don't know. Like I say, I don't know what teams and I don't know what the Lions were thinking when we cut him earlier during yeah. the year. But I'm glad they brought him back. I don't know if I told you. I recently I started working over at PFF about in August. So I'm working at PFF. Oh, so okay. got all the so all the advanced data. And last week I'm looking at it, and I'm really like, who the hell is this guy? Last week, I'm like, this is the highest graded running back. This is obviously they lost last. I forget who did they lose to last week. Oh my goodness! Wait. Uh, oh my God, we beat Arizona. God, I'm getting old. I'm uh, Minnesota. Wait, okay. No, we beat no, no, Minnesota. No, you beat, you beat Minnesota. 
Regardless, yeah, it was somebody, I forget yeah. The, 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 yeah. the Lions game is their favorite, but he yeah. was the highest graded. He was the highest graded running back. So I, I was literally like, you know, I want to want to post him about this guy because he put out some tweet after the game, like, um, no D one offers, no D two offers, walked onto Kutztown, cut, never drafted, no combine, cut, 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 like never give up. Wow. I posted that with the stat. I don't think the Lions knew how well he did. Cuts down, reposted it. The Lions reposted it. He reposted all these other lines. And then and then he has balls outside consecutive weeks. So they got Swift. They got Jamal Williams. And now they got this guy. Yeah. I don't think it's, so he, they got a, a problem. It's not really a problem. So Yeah, we got some very, very good running backs, man. We do. We got a staple of running backs that I think that can compete with anybody. They lost to Denver, too. I had to look that up. So we lost to Denver 38 to 10. So they they lost to Denver, then beat uh, the Arizona Cardinals. So yeah. yeah, tell me about the game. What, what was the vibe going on? Obviously, the, the Cardinals early on there's there's no DeAndre Hopkins, but you get Kyler back. Looks like almost everybody else was available. It was kind of before all the COVID stuff happens, and they they just they just kind of just hit 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 the bumper. I I don't I don't it wasn't even well, close. It wasn't even close. Well, no, it, it starts and stops with Kyler Murray. I mean, and he was shaky from the first play of the game. He wasn't himself. I don't know what it was. He was inaccurate with throws. Um, he seemed like he was rushed and hurried, even when it wasn't a big rush on him. I, I watched him a couple of plays. Even when he didn't have pressure, I was watching his feet. And he had nervous feet. Even when he didn't have pressure on him, he had nervous feet. So, I don't know whether it was a, a thing of him having a bad week, you know, because he, he played pretty good against the Rams, He even though he yeah. had a, a bad turnover. But he played pretty good against yeah. them. But against the Lions, he came out shaky. And you know, as your quarterback go, a lot of times your team is going to go. And I just think with him starting the game out that way, they never got any rhythm. The Lions jumped on them, which they needed to do early in that game. And they just kept the pressure on them the whole game. And they were able to get that complete victory. It was incredible. Now, and I don't know if you, you guys keep up with it, but in terms of um, betting, the Lions are the fourth best record in the NFC against the spread. Yes, yes. Is that a, is that a big that. thing in Detroit? They're 9-5. Oh, yeah. That's incredible. We knew that. Yes, we knew that. We knew that the Lions had been good against the, the spread this year. And, you know, a team that, again, a lot of people were betting on because of that reason yeah. that they were good against the bet. And, again, I, I just think, Zach, it just boils down to they're going to fight you for 60 minutes. You know, regardless of what the score is, where they are in the game, they're just going to keep coming and coming and coming. And then a lot of times they're able to overcome some of this stuff and tighten up the, the point spreads like yeah. they've been doing. So, yeah, you're yeah. right. Good. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, and I think they got a better record against the spread than the Chiefs. Obviously, they've been underdogs in a lot of games, which has helped. But um, with, with Dan Campbell, obviously, early on, people were like, oh, this guy's a little bit different. This guy's a little bit goofy. And early on, you keep seeing loss after loss. Was there ever, like, did you ever feel like the, the, like the building was losing faith? Or did you feel like we're, we're close? Yeah, I, I always felt that they could, they were close. It was just, again, the turnovers, the penalties. Those were things that were killing them, man. And, and the type of penalties I'm talking about, Zach, are your pre-snap penalties. You know, lining up in the neutral zone, false starts. Those are mental errors. That's what the coaches used to look at penalties, pre-snap penalties. They used to call those mental errors because those are penalties that you could prevent. 
You know, now say if you get a holding call and you're trying to block a guy, the coaches can live with that a little bit more because they know you're giving effort. But those penalties that you get pre-snap, those are things that really kill a team. And I think that reared this ugly head up more than anything else with the Lions losing games was, was the way they played and the penalties and the mistakes that they made. Obviously, the team's been eliminated from playoff contention. Do you think the team's already focused on the draft? Do you think they're still they're still in in season mode? Well, I think for me, I think they're in season mode. I think when you got a young team that hadn't won a lot, you need to win as much as possible. Now, look, the fans of Detroit don't want to hear me saying that because they want the number one pick in the draft. They want they want they want a Hutchinson. Oh yeah, that's the that, that's the name that's been floating around. At first, it was Thibodeau. Yeah, but now it's been and it's a Michigan kid, so like it absolutely that makes sense, right? I mean, a few miles down the road, he could put fans in the seats. You know, a guy that has a high motor that seemed like he's going, he could make other guys around him better. I mean, to me, that's got to be unless it's something that comes out medically. He to me, he's got to be the choice for the Lions. I mean, I mean, hands down to me. So, but the, like you were saying a little earlier, Zach, they, the, these guys, man, they, they're going to, they never gave up on the season. They never gave up on Dan Campbell. They just never have. And I don't think they ever will. I think he has the ears and the minds of those guys in that locker room. You think he ever wants to play on Sundays? He ever just gets tired of holding the clipboard and wants to kind of run out there and tackle? Oh, somebody? man, I know he would. Look, send him a, a pair of shoulder pads on the sideline <laughs> and a helmet. I guarantee you, man, you might have to take that guy out. He might be scrapping himself in, getting ready. And he's in great shape. I mean, he is in great shape. So I wouldn't be shocked if he got out there and got him a couple of plays. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people were kind of questioning, because I know a lot of their coaching staff is former players. Yes. And that's – is Deuce Staley there? Deuce Staley there? Yes, Deuce and, is there. And Antoine Randall and Brunel. You got Hank Fraley, the offensive line coach. You got Mark Brunel, the quarterback coach. Uh, you got Aaron Glenn, who's the oh, defensive coordinator. Aaron Glenn. Yeah. yeah, so they got they're full of coaches that played in this league. That and and I would have loved to have my coaching staff be guys like this because you know those guys have done what you're trying to get accomplished. Yeah. You know those guys, and if you ever got in trouble on the field. You always got that person that you could come off the field to and would know how to communicate with you because they played that position before. So to me, I think that's a luxury that the Lions have that a lot of other teams don't have. And I think it could give them an advantage. You think any of them would be ready to go if they if there was they needed somebody out there on a Sunday because of the COVID or injury? Uh, Any of those coaches? Yeah. Well, Antoine Randall, he he had a little bit of an arm, so like he honestly he might be better than Tim Boyle. Look, look, you should see them in practice. You should see the energy during training camp they bring. I mean, Antoine, Antoine's out there running routes. He's out there chest bumping the guys. Aaron Glenn is back there backpedaling. I mean, you see all these guys, you're like, wow, these guys are really into it. They're really enthusiastic about what they're doing. Man, I'm telling you, as a player, you can't do anything but respect that, you know, seeing that, and especially the effort that these coaching and that coaching staff has have given these players this year. 
So you said the fans are already in draft mode. So they kind of like I, we got our we got our big win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most of the fans are hell. It was some fans coming down on the elevator on Sunday that were mad. The game had just ended and they were mad um, about the draft. You know, by us losing the number one pick in the draft. So I was like, you know, you just kind of look at them and you look to see if they look like they ever played any type of sports. And you could easily tell, okay, that's a guy that never suited up before because he wouldn't be saying nothing like that. Your competitive juices won't allow you to say, let's just go out there and lay down and lose. No, man, not if you're a competitive person. You couldn't do that. What do you think the, the changes in the front office have done this year? I forget, I forget they, got the, they got the guy from the Rams and they got Spielman yes. up there. What do you yep. think that's done in that nucleus? I think Brad Holmes from the Rams. I think Spielman. I think Mike Disner. I think all those guys, Ray Agnew, all the guys that they brought in, John Dorsey, I think they're doing a wonderful job of collecting talent. And, and now for the first time in this organization's history, they use analytics. We had never, the Lions had really never. But what were they doing before? That's what I'm saying. They weren't <laughs> using it. They had never used, maybe Patricia used a little bit of yeah. analytics. But they weren't using it. Now with Brad Holmes, because you know that analytics come from the Rams, yeah. you know, that's Brad Holmes. But I think he's doing it the right way, Zach, which is he's not just throwing it all at you. They're kind of blending it in. You know what I'm saying? They're still using common sense, but you mix it in with some analytics or your gut feel about things. You know, that's still important in sports. You have to yeah. have a gut feeling about things, or, you know, and stuff. It just can't be all about the numbers. So I think they're doing a great job of doing that. Yeah, and then before I let you go, so obviously you've seen them play against a lot of great teams this year, and there's really not a consensus of who the best team is, and you've seen them up close every week. Who do you think is for real in the NFL this year because everybody's had their, their, their bumps? That's a great, great question right there. I think I think if Tampa gets healthy, I think they can be. You know, I'm not really sold on the Rams, and my biggest reason why is, you know, their quarterback. I just got to see what Matthew is going to do. I've watched him for years and years here. I just want to see him in the pressure situation. I don't know. I just think Arizona, after watching them against us, I'm not really convinced that they're the strongest team in the NFC right now because of watching them kind of struggle against the Lions last week. Dallas, I think their coaching staff, especially McCarthy, I think he's going to hurt that team more than anything else because of some of his, his play, you know, some of the decisions he's, he makes during the course of a game. So to me, I think you got to look at either Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Green Bay seem to be a team that's going to get healthy when they bring back their two defensive stars. They seem to be getting healthier and healthier. And I'm going to tell you, the biggest advantage, going up the Lambeau. You don't want to go to Lambeau when it's about two degrees, Zach. Believe me, I suffered in that. Uh, I suffered in that 11 times in my career here. And it wasn't a pretty thing, man. It was always cold in Lambeau. And they definitely used that as an advantage to, for them. You, have you guys played Green Bay yet? Yeah, we played them early in the year. So we got them again. They're the last game of the year for the Lions at, at Ford Field. 
So we get them indoors. Thank goodness. Well, I might have I might have considered skipping that game, Zach. <laughs> with with the Thanksgiving games, do you ever get tired of losing a bunch of them? You were like, you know, hey, maybe maybe if we win one, we'll keep doing Thanksgiving. If not, maybe we should do every other year. Yeah, I, you know what? It's such a tradition here. I would hate to see the Lions lose it. I really would. I mean, and I know how we felt about the Thanksgiving Day game. Look, when the schedule used to come out, that was the first game we used to go to to see who we were playing. And then, of course, I would go to the cold weather games to see when we were playing Green Bay and when we were playing Chicago. But the Thanksgiving game, or if you had a Monday night game, either Thanksgiving or a Monday night game, those were the first two things that you look for. So it's been such a tradition here since the 30s. I would hate to see the Lions losing. And you're right. We need to show better on Thanksgiving. We do because you got the whole nation watching. It's just not the state of Michigan. It's the whole nation yeah. watching that game. Yeah. 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 Because Macy's parade, Lions game, and then the other games. But I, I have heard from some former players that the Lions game is the Pre it's kind of the preference that first time slot is kind of better because apparently if you're playing in the late game you really can't eat and you can't do anything because you, you got to just wait until 8 15 apparently the lions game if you, if you get scheduled for that was it that 12 15 12 30 yeah, game, 12, that's 12, kind of yeah. the preference i used to love it zach i'm telling you man and then that, that's almost like an extra bye week for you too so you know you get that, that weekend off but my good man, after that game, I used to hurt myself on Thanksgiving, man. I used to, I used to get it in. And Zach, it just didn't, it didn't stop on Thursday. It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, it, it, man, it was Thanksgiving for a good four days after the Thanksgiving um, vacation. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, so kind of looking towards the draft, is you, you kind of starting to pay attention to some of these prospects? Or are you not, not in that mode yet? No, I am. I, I've been looking at it. I just don't really see any quarterbacks that we need to take early. Without you got Boyle. You got Aaron Rodgers 2.0 yeah. here, right? <laughs> it's cold, huh? Yeah. No, yeah. But yeah. No, because we'll, no, yeah. having a defensive no, presence no, like, a Hutch, like a Hutchinson or a Thibodeau, that's something they really haven't had in a long time. No. It's, it's, probably since Sue. Probably since Sue. Exactly. And that's what we need. We need somebody that the off the opposing offenses have to say, okay, we need to either double team this guy or we need to lead somebody in to help chip on this guy or we need to slide our offensive line to this guy. You need somebody that can change up things, that can make an offense have to identify where he's at and they can cause other one-on-one -on -one blocks for the other guys out there. So we need a difference maker. That's what we need up front from the Detroit Lions. I have a question. Do you, do you guys have, uh, like, meetings each week with, with Dan Campbell kind of before the broadcast? They, we don't. We, we don't have meetings with them. We, we'll do a Zoom and everything. So you can sit in on the Zoom and everything. But it's more the production people, TV, that comes in, more so than us with radio. But – you know, I listen to him pretty much every week as press conference and everything. And like I say, man, that's my guy there, man. That's my guy through thick and thin. That's my guy. Do, do you see him like walking around, walking around ever? Or they give her most. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's do you have any, really do you have any, any funny stories about him or anything? I mean, like you know, the thing about Dan is, man, he's always got these little sins. You know what I'm saying? You can tell he's been around a lot, like a lot of great coaches. And he's got these little things. But, you know, he called me LB every time he sees me and stuff. LB, what's going on, you know? And just a real friendly guy. It's just, Zach, I'm telling you, 
it's such a difference between him and Patricia. It's just unbelievable, just unbelievable. Some of the stuff that Coach Patricia and them used to care about that didn't matter to football. Don't even matter the football that they used to care so much about that I think that used to take up a lot of their attention. And it didn't help them with the football with the and football operations or anything with the team. So to me, it was just crazy to worry about things that don't have anything to do with the game or do with your players or your team. I, I, I know you guys got the win against the Cardinals, but I really wanted to see Dan Campbell with that victory turkey leg on Thanksgiving. I man. know. Man, I, I know. Wish, uh, did golf, golf, golf didn't – that was – was that Boyle who played or was it golf? I forget. I don't, I no, forget. that was on, on Thanksgiving. That was uh, that was uh, Jerry that played okay. on Thanksgiving. Yep, that was Jerry that played on. And you know, ever since John Madden's gone now, man, you don't get the, tr- the you know, the drumstick or – you know what I'm they saying? Get the small ones. They get the real small ones. Yeah. <laughs> That's the you thing, right, that, man. Yeah. You're no, right. no, no. Because they used to have those big ones. I'm really like, where are they making? Yes. Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. No. It's it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> but I do appreciate you taking the time. Um, glad you guys finally got a big win, beat Arizona. Um, can't wait to see you guys doing the draft this year. But do appreciate it. Um, how can people find you on social media? Keep up with you and kind of listen to you on game day. Yeah, if they go to Lomas Brown Jr. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. If you go to Lomas Brown on Instagram, you can find me there. I'm sorry, Lomas Brown 75. You have to put the 75 in there. But yeah, I'm on there. And then if you go to Lomas Brown Jr. Foundation, my foundation, you can find out all about my foundation. So that's the big fella. Other than that, I'm at the house just chilling, Zach, (laughs) just chilling. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, do appreciate you taking the time. Stay safe out there. I know these cases are skyrocketing, but it does mean a lot. Thank you for for your time today. Absolutely, Zach. Take care of yourself. Appreciate it. You too. Thanks. Okay, got you, Zach.